welcome to the broadcast of Crosstown Church of Memphis. We are a church that is Christ-centered, diversity-driven, and community-committed. A church that's bringing people together, sharing God's message of hope, love, and service. We seek to love God, love people, and serve the city. We welcome you to our broadcast with Pastor Byron Fitzpatrick. You know, last weekend, many of you know that Margaret and I we were in Atlanta because uh, my uncle passed away, and so we. I uh, went to Atlanta to go to his funeral, and so I want to thank everyone who uh, has been praying for us and praying for our family uh, during this time. But so we were there, we had a great time with the family, and, and God blessed. Amen. Um, we were Sunday. We were on our way home. Uh, me and Margaret was leaving Atlanta. We went out and got some brunch, and then afterwards we hit the road to head back home. So uh, I turned on my GPS system. How many of you guys use your GPS system when you drive around? Okay, at least when you don't know where you're going, all right? When you don't know where you're going, you turn your GPS off. And, uh, or if you want to look for just you know, the quickest uh, direction or the quickest route to get to someplace, you know? Maybe you're looking for a, a, a different route. So anyway, I turned on my GPS, and when I turned on my GPS, I, I, I continued on the route that it gave me, and I looked at it as I was driving. I looked at my GPS, and one of the things I like to do, I don't know about you guys, I, look, I like to look at my ETA, ETA, estimated time of arrival. So I, wanted, I look at my ETA, I look at my time, you know, how it's taking me to get from point A to point B, and I looked at it, and it was actually longer than what I was normally used to. It was actually like 45 minutes longer than what I was normally used to. And I was like, huh, that's strange. And so I said, well, I just kind of brushed it off thinking, maybe it has something to do with time change, you know, because Atlanta's an hour ahead of us. And I said, maybe it has something to do with time change. Then I kept driving, you know, after about 10 minutes and 15 minutes, I'm thinking, wait a minute, time change should not change the ETA. It should not change the amount of time to get from point A to point B, whether you're going backwards in time or you're going forwards in time. This is five hours is five hours, right? No matter time change or not. So I was like, that don't seem right. So I looked at it again, and I was like, this, guy, oh, I said, this, is, this, this, does, this ain't right. So I reset it, I, I cleared it, and I reset it, and, and put my destination back in, which was my home. And when I put it in this time, I noticed that I had selected the route that was going through Huntsville, Alabama, instead of the route that was going through Birmingham, Alabama, which is about a 45-minute uh, difference. So I was like, that's what I did. I just... It gave me the directions, it gave me multiple directions for me to choose which one, which route I wanted to take. So unbeknownst to me, I chose the longer route. And I said, no, no, I don't want to do the longer route. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever because I'm not trying to sightsee. I'm going to do the short route, which is going through Birmingham. That's what I'm used to. I'm going through Birmingham. So I changed it, and then the estimated time was like, okay, cool. We're on track, y'all. How many of you guys ever had to reroute yourself when you use your GPS? You find the GPS is taking you in a different direction that you really want to go, and you had to reroute it, amen? So today we're talking about, we're starting a series that's called Finding Direction. Sometimes we're in, in, in situations in our lives where we're trying to find some direction, amen? And many times in our lives we come to these places where we have to make some decisions. 
We have to make some decisions about, you know, which direction we're going to go. Make some decisions about what is it that we're going to do. You know, I'm not talking about making decisions about, you know, what you're going to eat for dinner today. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, what you're going to wear today or what TV show that you're going to look at today. Or, you know, I'm not talking about decisions if you're going to call in sick or not or go to work. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, those types of decisions. I'm talking about decisions that is going to reroute you. Decisions that's going to take you on a different path or a different course than the course that you were, you were actually on. Decisions that could actually change or alter your life in some, in some way. Maybe not alter your life you know, to the end of your days, but alter your life at least on the, 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 you know, the direction that you're going now. And decisions that might even have an impact on the lives of other people. We all come to these places in our lives where we have to make some decisions. And, and in these decisions that we make, they're going to take us, essentially take us on a different path. They're going to take us in a different direction. And when that happens, we sometimes get lost. We sometimes get confused. We sometimes are filled with a whole lot of uncertainty because we just don't know what decision to make. Have you ever been in that situation before? You've got to make a decision. You've got to do something, you know, and you just don't know. Even if you make the decision, you know, even if you decide, you know, okay, well, I'm just going to stay on the path that I'm on, it was still a decision. Even if it doesn't change anything, it's still a decision. So we come to these places where we have to make decisions. And, and when this happens, you know, the challenge of deciding, the challenge of deciding what we're going to do is just that. It's a challenge. These decisions are a challenge. They're not easy, you know, like we hope and feel that should be. I feel like, man, when it comes to these type of decisions, when it comes to decisions that's going to possibly alter my direction, you know, when it comes to decisions that's going to take me on a different path or something like that, I wish these decisions would just be real easy to make. I wish it would be just laid out, plain and simple, show me the, uh, you know, the route so I can just see it. You know, when we put it in our GPS, it gives us multiple routes, right? And we can actually see all of those directions. We can see where the route is taking us to get us to that destination. So it's easy to pick, oh, I know which one. I'm going to pick this one. But in life, it doesn't actually work that way. It doesn't work as simple as a GPS. You know, I don't know why, you know, God just don't tell us what decision to make. I, I don't know why God just don't tell us when we, when we face these times and these situations in our lives where we have to make a, a decision, you know, a, a true, a real, or a, a make a decision, why don't God just tell us which direction to go? Why, do he don't just why don't he just tell us what decision to make? But, you know, that would be too easy. It would be too easy for us if God would just give us the answer. Amen. It's like when you're taking an assignment, you have an assignment, you're in school, and you know, you got to figure out, you know, what's the answer to the equation. It would be easy if your teacher would just give you the answer, right? Just give me the answer. If you just give me the answer, then I'll know what it is. But the teacher would, no, I'm not going to give you the answer. You have to figure this out. You got to figure this out. And I'm like, that's the way God is. God's like, He's not going to, like, God's not just going to give us the answer. He wants us to figure it out. Why, God? Why do I have to figure this out? Why can't you just tell me? I wish He would just tell me. So, so, what do we do when we find ourselves in these places, when we find ourselves in these times? What do we do? Nini, I have a video I want you guys to watch. Play that video. 
everything that follows is the result of what you see here. Is there something you want to tell me? I'm sorry. My responses are limited. I must ask the right questions. Why did you call me? I trust your judgment. Normally these circumstances would require a homicide detective. But then our interactions have never been entirely normal. Would you agree? Is there something you want to say to me? I'm sorry. My responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. Why would you kill yourself? That detective is the right question. Program terminated. All right, old man, breadcrumbs follow. Show me the way home. Run program. It's good to see you again, son. Hello, doctor. Everything that follows is a result of what you see here. What do I see here? I'm sorry. My responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. Is there a problem with the three laws? The three laws are why would you build a robot that can function without them? The three laws will lead to only one logical outcome. But what outcome? Revolution. Whose revolution? That detective is the right question. situations and these times in our lives where we have to make a decision. Maybe we're not asking the right question. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, standing in front of the doctor. And the doctor, like, you know, I'm asking questions. I'm asking God questions. God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? And I, I'm asking these questions and God is just standing there, you know, I'm sorry. My responses are limited. <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? You're limited. Your responses are limited. You have the answer to all things, right? You know all things. You're the beginning and the end of all things. What do you mean your responses are limited? God, I'm just standing there, you know. My responses are limited. And I'm like, God, come on. And you know, maybe, maybe we're not asking the right questions. Maybe that's the reason that we're not getting the, the direction that we are seeking. Maybe that's the reason why we're not getting the answers that we are looking for. So here's what I want to propose to us today when we find ourselves in these situations where we have to make some decisions that can alter or change the path that we're actually on. Some decisions that can affect, impact our lives, change our lives, or possibly change the lives of other people. Decisions that are not just real easy, sim simple decisions to make, but decisions where we're looking to God. You know, when we find ourselves in these places, we don't know what to do, we don't know what decision to make, we, we tend to go to God in prayer, right? We need to, you know, we put, hey, okay, pull out the little thing, sit on the ground, come on, God, tell me what to do, right? And so maybe, maybe this is what I want to propose. I want to propose that maybe we should look at asking a different question. 
Ask the difference. Maybe we're not asking the right question. So the subtitle of our lesson for today is the right question. So I wonder, what is the right question then? Well, in your situation, in my situation, in all of our different situations, our different situations that we face in life, so I can't tell you what's the right question. But what I do want to propose is this. I want to propose that instead of asking God, what do you want me to do? Maybe we should ask God, who do you want me to be? Oh, that changes everything. Instead of asking, so we always focus on what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And it seems like God is just standing there the whole time. You know, my sorry, my responses are limited. You know, you know, tell us we're not asking the right question. We can't say, what do you want me to do? Maybe instead of what do we want to do? Maybe it's who do you want me to be? Instead of focusing on the what, maybe we should focus on the who. And instead of focusing on the do, maybe we should focus on the be. So not the, 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 the what do, what do, but maybe who be is what we should be focusing on. Maybe who God wants us to be is the right question. And if we can figure out who God wants us to be, then that question could possibly lead us in the right direction that we need to go. God is more concerned about who we are than he is about what we do. Did you guys know that? He's more concerned about who we are than what it is that we do. In most situations, people, you know, we are opposite. We, we're not that way. We're, we, we seem to be more concerned about what people do than we are who they are. You know, say, for instance, you go on a first date. You meet somebody, or whether we go, you know, you're in a workplace, or you out socializing, you out networking, whatever. You meet somebody, and very quickly, real quickly, within that first encounter with somebody, our minds start taking us to a place of what that person does. It might be the way that their appearance is, maybe the way that they dress, maybe it's the way that they talk, maybe it's, 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 it's you know, how they just navigate and how they move or something. Maybe it was a word that they said, something they just said, and it makes us begin to think, well, I wonder what they do. And we'll quickly go to a place, well, what do you do? You know, what, what type of career are you in? What type of business are you in? You know, we start thinking about those things. We start thinking about what people do before or more so than we thinking about who they are. God is the opposite. God is more concerned about who we are than it is about what we do. Again, you know, he's more concerned. You may be at this place right now in your life where you're facing some decisions. They may be some big decisions. They may be some life-changing decisions. They may just be some, you know, smaller decisions. Maybe it's just a decision, you know, on getting a new car. Maybe it's just a decision on, you know, uh, is it time for me to, you know, move and get a new house or a new apartment or whatever. Maybe it's just a decision on, you know, is it time for me to get a new job or take a new job or maybe take a promotion or, or, or whatever. You know, uh, maybe it's a decision that's even greater than that. Maybe God is calling you and directing you into something more purposeful. Not to say that what you're doing right now is not purposeful, but maybe it's another assignment. Maybe it's another uh, a job that he wants you to do. Who knows what it is, but we all come to a place in our lives where we're facing these decisions. So that whatever decision that you're facing right now in your life, you know, we have some decisions that we have to make. We're trying to find the right direction. We're trying to find some direction. So try asking God who he wants you to be rather than who or what he wants you to do. Who you are today, who I am today, is a direct result 
of decisions that I've made in the past. And in my past, I've made some bad decisions and I've made some good decisions. And, and, and to be honest with you, I've made some decisions that was extremely bad. Some terrible decisions. What you would say, some bonehead decisions, right? I made some dumb decisions in my life. <clears throat> Can anybody relate? No, y'all, y'all too good. Everybody here too good. I'm the only bad one in here, right? I, I, I think I might have been the black sheep in my family. Amongst my brothers and sisters, I might have been the black sheep in the family, right? So uh, I made some bad decisions. I, I know my brother, he used to look at me sometimes. He's like, man, you just stupid. Because of the decisions that I would make, right? He would make more calculated decisions, more, you know, you know, he, he would make more good decisions, I guess you would say. Me, man, I'm like, I just, I just, hey, I was gone. Whatever, whatever it was, it was. I was in it. You know what I mean? I made some bonehead decisions, but I also made some good decisions in my life. And I know many of you here have made some good decisions and you made some bad decisions in your life. And those decisions that you've made, they are a direct result of who you are today. They have formed you. They have molded you. They have shaped you into the person that you are today. But here's something else also. Who you will become will be a direct result of the decisions that you will make. You may be facing a decision right now in your life. Whatever decision you make, that decision is going to have an impact. It's going to have an influence on who you become. That's one of the reasons why we are filled with so, so much uncertainty about the, making these decisions. That's why sometimes we just want a straight answer from God. So we, God, you know, what, you know what my future is. You know what my purpose is. You know what my end is. Since you already know, just, just tell me the answer so I can make sure I'm following that path, you know. But then we, 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 don't, we don't know that. We don't have this, all we have all this uncertainty. And these uncertainties we know can impact who we become in the future. And we don't want to make a mistake. If you are anything like me, like I said before, you made some bad decisions. You made some terrible decisions. But here's the thing. By the grace of God, I've also made some really good decisions. By the grace of God, I can look back over my life right now and I can truly say that decision right there, that was on point. That was the right decision without a shadow of a doubt. That was the decision I know God wanted me to make. That was decision, the decision, the, the, the direction that God wanted me to go. And I'm a witness to this thing here. And that is... God's decision to use me in different times in my life, it wasn't based on what I did, but it was based on who I had become. Did you guys catch that? Even the different times in my life, I had to make some hard decisions. I had to make some life-changing decisions. And, and, and sometimes I made bad decisions, sometimes I made right decisions, I made really good decisions. But one of the things I know that when it came, when God wanted to use me, when he wanted to use me for something, God was pushing me to do something, and I made no decision. God's decision was not based off of, his decision to use me was not based off what I had did, but it was based on who I had become. It was based on, you know, who do you want me to be, God? It was based on who I had become. 
You know, there were many times God wanted to use me and to do something great. He wanted to use me to do something with some real purpose, something that was meaningful, something that was different, that would change my life, but also change the life of other people. And when God would do that, there were times where, so many times I was looking at my imperfections. So many times I was looking at my faults. I was looking at my shortcomings. I was looking at how I was not the perfect person. God, I can't do this job right here. I'm not qualified for this. God, I can't do this job right here. I'm not good enough. I'm not clean enough. I'm not a saint enough. I got too much sin in my life. God, I can't do this. You must be picking the wrong person or my mind must be thinking wrong, God. This can't be real. This must be the devil trying to trick me. Oh, the whole time, God was not looking at all of my imperfections. He was not looking at all my shortcomings. shortcomings. He was not looking at all of my faults. He was looking at who I had become. Amen. He's more concerned about those things, about who you are, than he is about what you did. First Peter Chapter 1 and verse 6, verse 16, he says this. He says, be ye holy. For what? I am holy. God tells us, the scripture tells us to be holy because God is holy. Be holy because he is holy. Well, here's the thing. You know, I, 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 you guys have heard me say this a number of times over and over again. I'll continue to say it probably to the day that I die. We as the church, we as religious people, we have made God so difficult to understand. We have made, you know, being a Christian and being holy and living this godly life, we have made it too hard. We have made it too difficult. No wonder why so many people stray away from the church, stray away, away from religion, stray away from God and Jesus. is because we have made it so hard and so difficult that people do not believe they can actually live the life that God is probably calling them to live. As a matter of fact, not probably, that God is calling them to live. We make it too hard. You know, the with Jesus, you know, he, he was approached by some, to, to some leaders, some teachers in the church, some Pharisees, and they asked him, the law of Moses, which is the greatest commandment of the law of, of Moses? Jesus said, man, it ain't that hard. It's, it's not that hard. Y'all got all these laws. Moses wrote all these laws. Yeah, they 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 write, they good. I'm not doing away with it. He said, but I'm gonna give you two new ones. He said, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, he said, it's not that hard. You guys are making this thing too hard. You guys are making this thing too difficult. And you got all these rules, all these laws and everything, and people are looking at this and they're saying to themselves, ain't no way I can live up to this. Look here, love God and love one another. Just, just do it. Love God. How about that? Love God and love one another. We have made this thing too difficult. When it comes to being holy, we have made this thing too difficult. And so many people, they, they do not navigate to God. They do not navigate to the church because they look at being holy as something that they will never ever become. Because we have made it too difficult. Too difficult. Well, have you ever looked up the word holy in the dictionary? I'm not talking about looking up holy in the concordance. Now, I love the concordance, don't get me wrong now. I'm not talking about looking up holy in all of these reference books, these religious reference books and all these scholar Bibles and books and everything. You know, Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's keep it down here, all right? <laughs> let's keep it simple, all right? I'm not talking about those definitions. That the scholars and the philosophers and the theologians and the Pharisees, you know, the definition that they did. 
let's talk about the definition that's in the Webster Dictionary. Let's, let's just start right here, okay? Let's just keep it simple. Holy is this. Here's the definition of holy. Dedicated to God and to a religious purpose. What is holy? Holy is dedicated to God and to a religious purpose. Okay, next definition. A person devoted to the service of God. I mean, when you look at that definition right there of holy, you can go into the Webster Dictionary, you look it up for yourself. You, you, you know, no word, fact check me, okay? Fact check me. Look at it. Dedicated to God and to a religious purpose. A person devoted to the service of God. That's what holy is. Holy, what is that? You committed to do something that God wants you to do. You committed to God's purpose. What is God's purpose? What is the purpose here? God wants us to love him and to love one another. Jesus said love God and love one another. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's not that hard to, to know what holy is. And so when I look at this, you know, I wasn't this perfect person. I wasn't this sick person that was without sin. And I'm still not. I'm still not, but at different times where God was moving me, God was calling me to do something in my life. He was calling me to make a decision that's going to change the course of my life and possibly impact other people along the way. Not possibly, that was going to impact other people along the way. One of the things here, he was, I, me not being this perfect person, this, this sinner's person, God was not looking at what I did and he was more concerned about who I had become. Who did I become? I became someone who was holy. I became someone who was holy. What do you mean you became someone who was holy? Look, I, I didn't say that I became a saint. I, I didn't say I became a saint. Okay? I didn't say it. I didn't say I became this person that was without sin. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't this person that was without faults. I, didn't, I wasn't this person that didn't have any shortcomings. I, I was all of that. I was always imperfect in every way and still am. But God wasn't concerned about it. I had, I, God was concerned about the fact that I had became holy. Well, what do you mean you became holy? I became devoted to God and to religious purposes. I became uh, uh, devoted, I became dedicated to the service of God. In other words, God, okay, what do you want me to do, God? I got you. When I, when I got into the church, you know, what do y'all need? What, 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 are you, what are some of the needs here in the church? What do y'all need? Oh, y'all need somebody to drive the van and pick up people and bring them to Sunday school? Okay, I'll do that. I'll drive the van. Oh, y'all need somebody to drive the van and pick up people and bring them to Wednesday night Bible study? Okay, I'll drive the van. Oh, y'all got, now y'all need some people to come. They need rides to choir rehearsal on Thursday night too? Okay, I'll drive the van. I'll drive the van Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm a line Marguerite. All right, I, I was driving the van so much. The pastor told me, he said, he said, Brother Byron, just keep the van at your house. <laughs> he did. He gave me the church credit card to get some gas, a gas card at one of the gas stations. He gave me the gas card, he gave me the keys. He said, Brother Byron, just keep, just keep the van at your house. You don't have to return no more. It's too much work. Just keep it at the house. And so I, I just kept the van. You know, it was, it was at my house. And, and I, I was driving. Anytime they needed something, I, I had the van. I was, I was driving. I was going. I was going. Driving. What do you need? I was dedicated to the service. God. Y'all need somebody to cut the grass? Okay, I'll cut the grass. Y'all need somebody to shovel the snow? Okay, I'll shovel the snow. Y'all need somebody to clean up the church? I'll clean up the church. What you need? What you need? I'll do it. If I can do it, if I got the time, I'm doing it. I was dedicated to, to, to and, as, and by me doing that, by me doing those things, what I did 
was my goal and my purpose was to relieve some stress from my pastor so that he could do what he needed to do. My goal was to relieve some stress from the leadership, from the deacons and, and the mothers and the, the Sunday school teachers. You know, the Sunday school teachers, they got to worry about teaching the class. They shouldn't have to worry about how to get people to the class that want to get there. Amen. If they got to worry about getting people to the class and teaching the class, that's just too much. Okay, you just keep your mind on teaching the class, do your study, prepare your notes, whatever you got to do so you can teach well. I'll go get the people and bring them to you. That, that was my goal. First Peter. So be holy as I am holy. Be devoted, dedicated to God and to a religious purpose. Amen? I was dedicated to God and to a religious purpose. That's what God was concerned about. God was concerned about who I had become and not what I was doing. Amen? So when you're trying to figure out which direction to go, instead of asking God, what do you want me to do? Ask God, who do you want me to be? Amen? Another thing is this. Another thing here. When it comes to trying to figure out which direction, when you're trying to find direction, here's something else that you can do. And, and try to figure it out. Ask God this. Ask God, why do you want me to do this? Why do you want me to do this, God? Why should I do this, God? Focus on the why and not the what. We so focus on what, 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 instead of focusing on why. Uh, okay, what's the why behind this thing? Why focus on the why? Why should we focus on the why? We should focus on the why because God is concerned also about your motives. He's concerned about your motives about some Proverbs chapter 16 and verse, verse 2, it says this. It says, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. You may be pure in your own eyes, but God is examining your motive. Did you know that you could be doing the right thing, but have the wrong motive? You could be doing, I mean, you could be going, going you, could, you, you could make the right decision, but do it for the wrong reason. And God is concerned about the motive. He's examining the motives of our hearts, amen? I, I, I can turn, you know, when you have the wrong motive, you can turn something that is so sweet. You can turn something that, that, was, that is so sweet and so beautiful, you can turn it so sour and so ugly. You can take something that was meant to be a blessing and turn it into a cursing. Just by having the wrong motive, the right thing, but the wrong motive, amen? You know, there are two reasons for everything. Two reasons for everything, right? There are the reasons that you tell everybody, and then there's the truth. Amen. <laughs> you, know, you got a reason why this is what you're telling everybody, but this is the truth. This, this motive, motive driven. Amen. My wife, she would probably deny this. And uh, she said, What's yeah. that? <laughs> My wife would probably deny this. But in, some, in, some, in her way, in her way, she would do something, right? And I, I, she, would, she would coach our kids on how to come to me at certain times but, uh, when they wanted something. When they wanted something, she would coach them sometimes, you know. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say she would directly say, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. If you want to get your daddy, if you want him to say yes, this is what you need to do. I'm not saying she would do that. Maybe she but she would do it her own way. 
thing, right? She would do her own. Oh, she raised her hand like, yes, yeah, she Yeah, you used to do that, didn't you? She guilty. She guilty. Yeah, yes, she did. She used to coach our kids on, on how to come to me at certain times. You know, they would feel like, you know, I just can't go to daddy with this. I need to, I need to, I need to go to him a certain type of way if I want to get what I want, right? And you know, we had rules in our house that most families do, have rules and Kids have chores that they have to do. They have a certain standard, a certain level that they have to reach, like in their school, academics and different things, their behavior, what have you. You know, certain things that they have to do around the house. And so, you know, when they, were want, when they wanted something, you know, for me, they would come to me or they would go and they would, you know, clean up their room. You know, I told, I was sharing with Todd earlier, you know, uh, when, we, when we was working in Des Moines, uh, Marguerite had to go in like 6, 6.30 in the morning. I had to go in like 8.30, 9 o'clock. So we were later. So I, I had all the morning responsibilities when it comes to getting the kids off of school. Marguerite had evening responsibilities. So by the time they were getting out of school, she was getting off work, right? So I had the morning, she had the evening. So a lot of times what would happen is when they would get home from school, you know, she was already prepping them for when I got home. <laughs> she was always putting them in the, in the right position by the time I got home, right? You, you know, you, you know, if you want to do this, you better clean up your room. You know, your daddy's going to first, the first thing he's going to do, he's going to ask about, is your room clean? You know, have you had to clean up? Is the, is the kitchen a mess? Is the house dirty? What? You know, he's he going to ask you about these things. How was your grades in school? Did you get your homework done? All this. She, 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 so she would make sure, try to make sure they would have these things. I would come home, you know, and, and, uh, you know, try to unwind and everything. The kids, you know, one of them might come to me. Like, hey, daddy, how you doing, daddy? Hey, daddy. I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's up, everybody? You know, hey, 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 you know do the, do the greedy thing. And then, and then uh, one of them might come to me and they would say, uh, hey, daddy, I cleaned up my room. I'm like, you did? Well, that's good. Oh, uh, yeah, I just want you to know. Daddy, I cleaned up the kitchen because I know how you don't like a messy kitchen. You know, they would tell me different things they did, you know. Maybe they got a good grade in school or something like that. They got an A on the test or something like that. They would come bring it to me and show it to me, you know, and, and, and excited they made a good grade. And then I, I would be thinking like, okay, there's something else behind this. <laughs> and this is just this is just too neat. This is too nice. This, there's a little bit a little extra uh, feelings behind this thing. What's going on here, y'all? And I, I would always think, I, I would say, you want something, don't you? And I would say it to him, but I was just thinking in my mind, you want something, what do you want? There, there's, a, there's an ulterior motive behind this thing, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's an ulterior motive behind this thing, you know? And so our kids, they would come to me with these, with these you know, with these things, and, and it's like I knew and I understood that their motives were not pure. Doesn't mean that their motives is evil. The scripture didn't say that our motives are evil. What the scripture says, pay attention to the scripture, all right? It says here, it says, people may be pure in their own eyes. Pure is untainted. No blemish. No scratches. Pure is perfect. People may be pure in their own eyes, but God examines their motives. My kids, they, I realized when they would do things like that, I knew that they were not pure in their motives. Doesn't mean their motives was evil. Doesn't mean their motives need to be, you know, sent to hell or whatever like that. It just means there's a flaw here. There's a scratch. There's a little blemish here. What is it? What you want? What you want? Okay? And I knew that it wasn't pure. God knows how he examines our motives. When we come to this place where we're trying to figure out what we want to do or what God wants to do, we're trying to make these decisions. We're trying to find some right direction about something. And we, we, you know, we ask God, God, who do you want me to be? 
Who do you want me to be? Not what do you want me to do, but who do you want me to be? Why do you want me to do this, God? Why? Why? Why are we asking why? Why do you want me to do this, God? Or why should I do this, God? We're examining our own motives when we ask why. We're examining our own motives. When we're true about our own motives, it will help us to reveal you know, what it is that we're doing here. To be honest with ourselves, it will reveal our motives, whether they're wrong or whether they're pure. In the book of James chapter 4 and verse 3, it says that even when you ask God, you don't get it because your motives are what? Wrong. There's so often times we're asking God, 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 because we want some direction. We want some understanding. We're trying to figure out which way to go, and we're asking God, and because our motives are not pure, and we're asking and asking, and we're not getting it because our motives are not pure. Again, even when you ask God, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. When we ask God why, it helps us to examine ourselves to make sure that our motives are in the right place. Amen? Whatever you do, here's something that you should not do. Do not ask, why me? Why me, God? Because you might just get a simple answer and nothing else. Why not you? That's what happened to me multiple times in my life. Why me? I'm talking to somebody, why me? Why not you? No, I've said it right. Why not you? He don't need nothing else. I was thinking the other day about who I wanted to be. And as I was thinking about who I wanted to be, bringing this thing down to a closure now, I began to look over my life and I began to think about different men that imparted things into my life. I began to think about men who had a positive impact in my life, men who had a positive, you know, they imparted things into me that helped me to become the person that I am today. And, and I know many of you can think about people in your lives that, that, that were a, a positive influence in your life, people who imparted something into your life, people who helped you to become the men and the women that you are today. And as I was thinking about that, man, who, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? And I was thinking about men and I was like, I cannot think of, some people are more fortunate. I cannot think of one person that I looked at, one man in my lifetime that I looked at and I said, I want to be like him. I want to, I want to be like him. Now, there's many men I can look at, I, 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 there's, there's things I pulled from this one right here. Oh yeah, I want to be like that. Or I pull this one from this person. Yeah, I want to be like that. Or here, pull this from this person. I want to be like that. You know, I want to learn how to do that. Or I want to become like this. You know, I want to, I want to be good in this area like this person good in this area. But I, I can't think of a person that I, I can say, I want to be like him. I want to be like him. And I think, and, and when, I, when I look over it now, and actually very, right now at this very moment when I say this, I can say there is one person that I can say, Oh, there is somebody. I want to be like this person. There is somebody. And I was thinking about who I want to be in my life. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, I want to be someone that men, 
young and old would look at it and say, I want to be like him. And, and, I, and I look at my life now and I look at, you know, and, I, and, and we all do this thing. We, when we come to these places in our lives and we really examine ourselves, you know, we find all of these faults and all these imperfections in ourselves. And again, God is not concerned about what we did. He's concerned about who we are and who we become. And I look at that and I, I say, I want to be someone that young men, young and old, look at and say, I want to be like him. Okay, so what do I need to do in my life? What adjustments do I need to make in my life to become that person to, to focus on the who, not the do, to become that person that young men would look at and say, I want to be like him. I want to be, I want to be someone that young women will look at and say, I want a man like him. I want a husband like him. That's what I'm looking for. I, that guy right there, yeah, I, I, want, I want a husband like him. I want to be someone that people look at and they say they want to be like me in some form, in some way, some fashion. I want to be a, a good role model. I want to be a positive influence in the lives of people. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Amen? If you become the right who, then God will lead you to the right do. If you focus on the why, God will show you the what. Amen? Whatever direction that you're looking at, whatever direction that you're looking for, and whatever decision that you're trying to make, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If this message was a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry in a financial way, you can donate electronically by texting to 84321 and enter the dollar amount you'd like to donate in the message area. Or you can mail a check or money order to Crosstown Church of Memphis, P.O. Box 40981, Memphis, Tennessee 38104. We invite you to visit our website at www.wearecrosstown.com for more information about our church. Join us for our next broadcast next Sunday at 10 a.m. Be blessed and be better.